The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in and joining us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Still a lot of things going on, trying to make sense of what's happening in sports right now. Uh, We'll continue to uh, fill you in on the details, things that have happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, What's the latest for the Utah Jazz? Uh, Frankly, Real Salt Lake in the news. Uh, And uh, not all the great, the, the best reasons. Some people involved with Real Salt Lake. We'll get into that. Um, high school football, there's a game that's going to be canceled this Friday. Uh, another school affected by coronavirus, so they're not going to play the game. It's not around here, thankfully. As far as we know, everything is still a go for all the games that and all the teams that we follow up here in our neck of the woods. But... Uh, uh, Again, the, the big news so far is that the games for today, the playoff games for today in the NBA, have been postponed. Uh, the Jazz were scheduled to play Denver this afternoon at 2, but uh, that game has been moved. Uh, we don't know yet definitively when the games will resume. Uh, they will resume based on conversations at the player and coach meeting last night and ongoing discussions earlier today. Uh, the games will continue. It's just we don't know exactly what that schedule will look like. I understand there's another meeting that's taking place this afternoon, uh, maybe within the next hour or so, if I'm not mistaken, to hammer some of that out. Um, I think some of these uh, coaches and players feel like they're going to need a day to kind of get their minds back into basketball with walkthroughs and practices before they start resuming play. So uh, there's a chance games might happen tomorrow night, but it's looking like it's more likely on Saturday is when play would resume for the games that got bumped and uh, canceled on Wednesday. Those would probably happen on Saturday, which would mean the Jazz would probably play on Sunday. But again, we don't know that definitively. Uh, Yeah, that. Isn't it weird? Like it, it almost it almost feels surreal with everything that's gone on. Uh, yeah, no, I would. I think I would go with your scheduled plan as is the most likely outcome. Uh, that uh, whoever was supposed to play, what's today, Eric? See, this is all on a blur. It's just like the whole entire <laughs> week in itself. What's today? Uh, Thursday? Today's Thursday. Okay, so yes. the games that were supposed to be played on Wednesday will be played tomorrow. The games that were supposed to be played today will be played Saturday. And then we'll just continue that every other day rotation. The question becomes then, Eric, though, we're still in the midst of, like, some of these series are supposed to end. Like, the, the Lakers-Portland series should have been over. The Milwaukee Magic series, is that over? I mean, that's supposed to be over as well. Houston and OK right now, or OKC, are tied at two apiece. They, and they're looking like they might head seven. Clippers and Mavericks could head seven. Jazz and Mavericks still aren't figured out yet. Lakers uh, Blazers could have been done last night. Yeah, see, there's just a lot Damian of first Lillard's round series that have not been finished up that we're still waiting for to be completed. Meanwhile, Celtics and Raptors are sitting there twiddling their thumbs, waiting for round two to start. So uh, the timing of everything now gets pushed back. Oh, honestly, two to three days, depending on when we actually get going again. Um, I know that they're saying they're, that they're going to play tomorrow, but I I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know if they do or don't. Um. But uh, I'm glad the players. I mean, there's so many. Eric, there's so many reports that came out last night. I mean, there's <laughs> like LeBron James and the Clippers and the Lakers, and we're all in the same room with this with all the other teams and players. And and uh, LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers said, you know what, we're not going to play. And then after they leave the room, one player says, well, I guess just as about, about to leave the room, one player from the Heat stands up and says, you know what, if the Lakers and Clippers can't play, why are we even here? Almost to say to the fact of, look, if the Lakers and Clippers don't play, nobody's going to watch these games anyways, which I would totally disagree with. 
Um, but then, you know, I guess LeBron was out, walked out frustrated. He felt like the Bucks kind of left everybody else in in limbo mode because supposedly the Bucks didn't even tell the Magic what they were doing. Their own opponent. The Magic rather shooting jumpers and warming up, and then they find out they're, they're <laughs> the Bucks are boycotting the game. And credit to the Magic for saying, you know what, we'll join in solidarity with them and we'll uh, support these guys and the message that they're sending. But Eric, like the Bucks didn't communicate with anybody, so everybody walks into that meeting room last night. Like, hey, what the hell happened? Like, you guys just walked out without even telling us. Like, if you would have explained what's going on, we would have jumped on your side in a heartbeat. Well, I think it gets to one of the questions that we posed early on with David Locke yesterday is that uh, 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 there's you know reading between the lines here. I think that the Bucks wanted to take a forfeit. They wanted to make it a sacrifice to their team. They wanted to send a signal, and they didn't need anybody else. They didn't. They didn't plan to be a coordinated message across multiple sports leagues, let alone the NBA. It happened in their backyard, and they felt compelled to do something about it. But you're right; that was one of those big issues. It's like in the meeting, according to several different reports, a lot of confusion. But you know what? I think that it was. Well, you may agree or disagree with, you know, professional players, you know, boycotting a game and taking the night off. I, I think that there's, a, there's been a lot of uh, anxiety in the bubble anyway. Over you know, are these messages working? Are we getting a message out? Uh, we've been in this on this campus for. Almost two solid months. We can't leave. It's kind of like a prison. Granted, it's a very nice place to be, but still, if you're isolated in one spot and you know you can't leave, that can wear on you a little bit. So I think there's just a lot of tension that was going on in the in the bubble anyway. And so it, it provided an opportunity for guys to vent and, and to uh, kind of share some of their anxiety. But here's the problem, Ajay. What if you're a player or a group of players on a team that's still in this? There's some teams that there aren't in this. I mean, they're going to be eliminated. But what if you're on a team that's still in this and you you spoke up and you voted to say, let's stop this. Let's not do any more. And then this weekend you're having to play games again. I mean... Are there is your heart going to be in it? See, that's the and that's the interesting thing you bring up. Um, is that does it accomplish anything to not play for two days, but then go back to playing again? And maybe it does because it gives them a chance to voice out their opinions and and set aside basketball for a little bit and focus on what's going on uh, in the world. But I don't, man. It's it it's going to be tough to go back to the court because here's the thing, Eric. The difference between the bubble and a regular playoff, uh, what I don't know, playoff season, if you will call it that, the difference right now, and that this is a big difference too, is that when these players, after a game, if they're playing at home, whether it's in Utah, Milwaukee, whatever, they can go home to their wife and kids, and they get to hear, "Hey, daddy," you know, or you get to see their wife, and they get to hug him and kiss him and and say hello and have a conversation with them and 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 talk about everything that's going on in their head. When they're in the bubble, they don't have that. Well, I mean, you can do Zoom calls, Facetime, that doesn't, that phone doesn't calls. Do it's anything, not the same. Though. It's not right. the yeah, same. It's not the same. You don't get to pick up your kid and hold your kid, like holding your kid. And you know this. You're a father of of some wonderful children and incredible wife. You don't. You have a hard day at work, and and you get to go home and see them and hold them and, and have it like a face to face discussion. Zoom doesn't do that for you. It doesn't allow you to reach out through the phone or computer and touch them. And so these players, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, and all these other guys, are sitting in a bubble. They have a contentious meeting in a hotel room. They go back to their hotel rooms, their individual ones. They talk to their agent, and then they talk to their wives, or and and, and they FaceTime with their kids. That doesn't do anything. Like, I almost kind of see what PG-13 was talking about now. That's got to be extremely difficult for everything he's gone through and the struggles he's had on the court and then not be able to have, you know, wife or kids or whatever and just hold somebody. And that that's tough. 
Yeah, it's absolutely a factor. You know, the the, the fatigue, the anxiety of uh, of being there in the situation, constant testing, um, you know, being away from family, being isolated. That it's a that's got to play a factor in all this. Uh, now there is some good news. There are teams that are being eliminated and are going home. That's freeing up space in these yeah in these hotels, and uh, there are families that and, and other people that are coming into the into the bubble to uh, to be with these guys. But yeah, it's it's got it's hard, man. It's got to be really hard. Apparently, uh, the athletic reporting that uh, Donovan Mitchell was on the phone last night with LeBron, with Chris Paul, and uh, Jason Tatum, among others, to talk through you know, what the next steps ought to be for the NBA and their, play- and their players. So did I hear right? The Lakers and Clippers said, we don't want to play, we want to go home. Well, but the, I'm the rest getting of the mixed teams reports yes. on that. Because I, I heard that, I saw some of that, uh, but then I've seen some things uh, from The Athletic, very same article that I just referred to Donovan uh, Donovan Mitchell, the two L.A. teams are on board with resuming, including LeBron James. So did they originally say they weren't, and then they changed their mind? Well, okay, so on Wednesday night, Lakers and Clippers voted to end the playoffs, while the other bubble teams voted to continue. And then later on, it says the two LA teams are on board with resuming. So, players who are close to James continued talking with him throughout the night after the meeting Wednesday, expressing their concerns about potentially ending the season. You know, one of the things too that was pointed out from other players, from uh, more senior players in more senior type positions, was look, guys. If we end the season, we have to be considerate of, of several different things. What are we going to do when we go home? Are we just going home and just chilling? Or are we going to be actively involved in our own communities? Uh, the other thing to consider, too, is uh, there's going to be a lot of money that's going to be involved here that will not come to us. Uh, NBA players could lose 25 to 30% of their salaries. Uh, the NBA could stand to lose up to a billion dollars that would need to be paid back to ESPN, TNT, and others. And that would effectively put the collective bargaining agreement in jeopardy and next season in jeopardy. There'd probably be a lockout as owners been affected significantly financially through all of this. And they're not going to agree to to pay the type of salaries that the players think they they deserve because they don't they're not as they're cash strapped they can't pay them so i think that was a part of it too is that look we have to be really mindful about our decisions right now and the implications and the perhaps unintended consequences yeah hey can i i hope this is okay to do eric and if if it's not stop me I'd like to reach out to our listeners. I want to hear, like, I just, I mean, we both have a platform we get to speak on. We're blessed to have that platform and and, and the Cash Valley Media Group for allowing us to be able to come on here and, and, and talk about our feelings and our opinions. I was talking to an individual this morning, and uh, and they said, you get to use your platform. And it made me think about our wonderful listeners. Piranhas is one of them who was able to voice, you know, and, and we, we had a, we, we got to read a tweet from Piranhas yesterday. I'd love to hear from our, listen, our listeners just their thoughts. I, I think it would be better for me because I'm so one-sided on this situation that I, wanna make, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm being biased in everything I say. And we have some wonderful, incredible listeners on our show that, that tune in every day, and we, we're so grateful for them. Um, would love to hear maybe their thoughts, and, and I can maybe get a different you know, a different look from somebody else's view too. Four three five three three nine zero three two one if you want to text in or or four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Keep it clean, please. Uh keep it cordial, if you will, please. Uh but I would love to hear from our listeners because I feel like they're just as big of part of our show as you and I are, Eric, and they make our show what it is. And I, I deeply am grateful for that. And I oh man, my ears are ringing. 
Uh, and I would love to hear from our listeners because they're a big part of it. And um, like I said, you know, the, the friend told me this morning, you have a platform to speak on. And it made me think about it. And I said, man, we have listeners who are listening to us. Where do they disagree or agree? I want to make sure. And I'll be cordial back as well. But I'd love to hear their thoughts on what's been going on and where they stand on it and, and maybe the change they want to see or if, yeah, one way or another. Because I don't think I've really given them the chance to. And like I said, they're, they're a big part of our show. So if you want to text in, you can do so at 435-339-0321 or uh, call in at 435-752-1069. I, I, I would love to hear from you guys because you're a big part of this as well. So, Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, always love to hear from the listeners and uh, how you're reacting to this. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of different mixed reviews over the actions from yesterday. Me too, yeah. People like, oh, I'm so tired of the, of the NBA. And uh, um, always trying to preach hey, instead of just doing their job. Other she, people like, you know what, these are these are wealthy millionaires that can afford to take a day off where a lot of people, we can't. We can't take a day off yeah. to protest. Um, but at the same time, I've also heard, hey, it's it's great what they're doing. Um, they're they're making a stand. They're trying to do something because what they've been what they've been doing apparently isn't getting through enough because these problems keep happening in America. Huh. Uh, I was I was listening to Devin McCourty. He's a captain and starting safety of the uh, New England Patriots, and he said, "You know what's interesting is that people uh, come out and say." You know, why aren't you guys taking games off? Why aren't you guys sitting out and, and making a stand? And he brought up the, he said he heard a response on Draymond Green's podcast. That Draymond Green said, why don't we ask Apple, Microsoft, or a big, huge company and say, why don't you take a day off and make a stand? Why don't we ask the CEO of McDonald's to, you know, make, take a stand? Why don't we ask the CEO of, I mean, any big company, right? And say, why don't you guys take a day off? And, and take a day to be able to, to make a statement and stand up for what uh, what's right. And he said, and, he, and, and Devin McCourty said it made him think like, yeah, you know, the whole entire world looks at us to say, yeah, we're going to take a game off. We're going to take a day off and not play our sport so we can make a stand. Everybody in the world, he said, according to Jeremiah Green, felt like everybody waits for the athletes to make a statement first before anybody else outside of sports does. And he said, why is that? And he actually asked the press and the media, why is that? I don't get it. It was it was a really intriguing point, actually. It really is. Absolutely. I, uh, but here's the thing is that we're not even close to having... The athletes who want the answers aren't even close to getting those answers. The answers that they're looking for aren't coming as quick as they're hoping, as quick as they want. And I think that's what's frustrating the most. And I think that's what makes maybe some of those players who are in the situation surprised to go back and be playing on Friday or Saturday. I mean, think about it. They, I mean, yesterday, Eric, they boycotted games. Today, they boycotted games. Tomorrow, we're going back to playing playoff basketball. That's a that's a quick turnaround, and perhaps. you're yeah, perhaps. But I, I love the point you brought up earlier in the show. Are they going to be able to play with 100 percent mentality on the game, or is it going to be focused elsewhere? Well, yeah. Or could we see a, a game resume? Um, scheduled to be played, and then in the middle of the game, a player. Leave. Now, I doubt we'd see that because he would be not only be leaving, uh, making a personal protest. He would be abandoning his team, and I don't think yeah. that we'd necessarily see that. But could we see more or different types of protests if the games do resume? I venture to say yes. We probably would. Yeah. But Andre Iguodala reports are that that one of the things that he talked about last night was pointing out the fact that. These things take time you know, to, for 
like legislative change or even societal change, it, it takes some time. So he's reminding them that, you know, just by not playing a game on one day, it's not going to change the world. So there is a, it goes back to the original feelings among a lot of the players about why they would still participate in the bubble is because it would still provide a platform for them to discuss some of these things. And let's be clear, this isn't just happening in basketball. There's been some people that are really bagging on the NBA here. But we saw games in Major League Baseball that didn't happen. We saw games in Major League Soccer that didn't happen. We're seeing games in the NHL not happen. WNBA? WNBA. Professional tennis. So it's not just the NBA. Do you think the NHL is a step behind, though? No. No. Even practices at the NFL. NFL teams. A lot of NFL teams didn't practice today. They they got together. They had team meetings. They didn't even discuss football. Because the NHL played yesterday. And there was one guy who is uh, black or African-American, lives in Canada, and he was upset that the games went on. He said, what does that tell me about the league? He was frustrated by that, that they had to go play yesterday. When he, and he said when his mind was 100% not on hockey. Well, the NHL will not play any games today. Uh, they have a couple games. New York Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers were, were scheduled. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, Vancouver Canucks were scheduled. Those are not going to happen. And and the fact of going back to Iguodala's comments that it takes time, Eric. It was four years ago yesterday in a preseason game between the Niners and Packers that Colin Kaepernick nailed. Four years ago. How much time does it really take? Uh, one guy made a statement, and the players joined him for that same statement. Four years later, we're still in this issue. How much time? Do, I mean, what is it going to take, and how much time is it going to take? Well, just a, some of our more seasoned friends would say, "Look what was going on in the '60s." Yeah, <laughs> we're still. You know, there's still some issues, a lot of issues that haven't been resolved uh, regarding the NHL. Uh, the uh, this is according to ESPN. Uh, NHL and the NHL Players Association have been in communication the past 24 hours. Uh, the league would not initiate a stoppage unless there was a strong push from the players' side. Well, interesting. Okay. So apparently that now has happened. So the, there will not be games tonight. Fair enough. Uh, so, Eric, let me ask you in regards to the NBA, do they play tomorrow, you think? I doubt it because they're still having conversations this afternoon and this evening. And I think there's going to be some thought if I'm a coach that look I'm going to need a day after everything that's been going on I'm going to need a day to get my guys in the film room let's get back on the court let's find some familiarity give us a minute to kind of yeah reclaim dial ourselves. in a little yeah, bit again no I'm with you because and, and that's a great point you bring up dialing in I again you said it earlier and you just said it again to to go from the transformation of Look, we have to make a statement because, you know, Jacob Blake was shot and killed or paralyzed, I should say, to, all right, hey, we got a game and it's a playoff game. And if we lose, we're going home. Or if we win, we go on to the second round or, hey, we are in round number two, game one, Celtics and Raptors are. Or we're in a closeout game, Jazz and Nuggets. There is a lot of mentality that has to go into this and you have to read gather yourself and say, okay, let's go back to playing basketball. Just like that. Just like that. And I think as a coach, it's tough. you got to be able to get these guys' minds right for a game, but yet allow them to have the platform that they deserve to have to allow them to share the message that they deserve to share. That That's tough. I'm with you. That's a great point. I was thinking, yeah, we're going to play tomorrow, but the way you brought it up makes me think maybe Saturday and Sunday we, we begin both uh, – both sets of games again. Uh, we got to take a time out here, but one thing that I did see earlier this morning is that the the referees in the bubble, the N- NBA referees, collectively got together and did a little march 
if you will. They they walked around the campus. They called it a march. Um, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty powerful. Really? The refs did, huh? The referees. Oh, that's cool. I mean, Good that's, for them. That's a group that I mean they try to not be part of the spotlight. Now you may disagree with that with some referees over the years, and I can agree <laughs> with you. But uh, by and large, the referees are there to to basically you know call a game and keep players following the rules and make it clean, but they're not part of the attention. Uh, 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 the best referee is one that you don't even know who he is or she is. But they gathered together and they they did a little march there in the bubble. And they said it's not about right versus left. It's about right versus wrong. Uh, 9835 text in. He says, to answer your question about how long it takes, I love this answer. It took 240 years for this nation to call in Kaepernick. <laughs> that is well said, 9835. Thank you for text. I, I appreciate your message and appreciate you sharing that. That's that's wonderful. That's, that's a great way to put it. And again, I'd love to hear from all our listeners who are listening today on the Full Court Press. Again, you can tweet at us at AFRANCE and I'm at AJ Salvi, or you can text us at 435-339-0321, or call us at 435-752-1069. I just want to have a like a cordial discussion and just hear from you guys. And and to, I want to hear different opinions. I want to hear different answers. I want to hear just or if you agree or disagree, I just want to hear it. Um and 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 just hear all the sides because I think again, our listeners are just as big as part of the show. As as Eric and I are, and we appreciate you guys. So, yeah, we, we gotta go to break. Hold, sorry, four twenty-seven. My heavens, <laughs> it is. Uh, one of the other big things regarding games that did not happen it hits close to home. Uh, Real Salt Lake did not play. Deloy Hansen made some comments. Oh boy, that definitely raises some eyebrows. And there's been some pretty strong reactions to what he had to say. We'll get into that a little bit later on here on the Full Court Press. Coming up next. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. You wouldn't say they'd move, though, right? I mean, there's just too much to that. No, I don't think that. Okay. I just want to make it okay. Um, so, we know that there are not games happening. There were not going to be any games happening tonight in the NBA. Uh, there are a couple of games. Or, uh, we said earlier, too, there are not going to be playoff games in the NHL this evening, either. Those have been postponed. In Major League Baseball, it's a mixed bag. Got some games that are going on right now, some games that have already gone final earlier in the day. Uh, but uh, the the Rockies and the Diamondbacks were scheduled to be underway now, but that's been postponed. Rockies have come out and said that they aren't going to play, don't want to play. You've got um, the A's and the Rangers postponed to support racial injustice. Uh, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Phillies, Nationals, Twins, Tigers, all postponed this evening. Uh, Some games are still happening, though. So it's kind of a mixed situation with Major League Baseball. Um, uh, As we mentioned earlier, there were – it started with Real Salt Lake, really – in Major League Soccer, they were uh, scheduled to have, have a game last night, 7 o'clock. And then uh, it didn't happen. And the, the players came out, they took a knee, and then they didn't play. They were supposed to take on LAFC, and uh, it didn't happen. And so Deloy Hansen, who owns Real Salt Lake, uh, has gone on a couple different radio shows today to try to defend himself, but really he just expressing just, yeah he took a bigger shovel and digged a bigger hole yeah it, it's uh, he's expressing frustration and called it uh, 
well, here's the quote. The disrespect is profound to me personally. <laughs> it's like somebody stabbed you and you're trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward. Yeah, That's what it feels you've like. got to be better. So on the one hand, you know, Real Salt Lake, and, and frankly, uh, that organization, when with their minor league team, they've been like really good examples of trying to make things work in the coronavirus pandemic. They held a, they hosted a women's tournament. Um, their uh, minor league team was, was doing some things. They were gearing up to host the first sporting event with, for fans that I can think of in America. That was supposed to happen last night. And they've invested a lot of time and money to try to make it safe and, and provide those opportunities for fans in the area to watch sports live and in person. And it didn't happen, and Deloitte Hansen was supremely put out over that. Um, and uh, he, he's not getting a lot of people on his side in the Major League Soccer and, and outside of soccer, quite frankly. Uh, Donovan Mitchell earlier today saying, well, if you're all put out about it, uh, why don't you just sell the team? Because one of the comments from uh, Deloitte Hansen was that uh, he doesn't know how much he feels like invest, you know, continuing to invest in the team. See, right there is a red flag. Right there is like when you go on a date with a girl and she's like, yeah, I, uh, I like this guy a lot that I know really well. That should tell you, look, this isn't going to work. You need to move on. Deloitte Hansen's comments right there, what you just said, sell the dang team then, man. If that's really your feelings, sell the team. Now, he jumped on a radio show this afternoon. In fact, I'll give him credit. Spence Checkets, who is, I've, uh, I've worked with, and he's phenomenal at his job. Um, he, he tried to backpedal without denying what he was trying to say, if that makes sense. And it, he just sounded so stupid. He sounded really bad. And I think the players come out of that listening to him thinking, yeah, dude, you're you're an issue. You're still a problem, and I don't want to play for you anymore. And the thing is, is come free agency, when players are looking at other places to go, if Deloitte Hansen is still in charge, not one of those players will go to Salt Lake. Not one of them will. Because they know full well what's going to be the situation. It makes it a real challenge. And I know, I know Deloitte Hansen and his foundations have done, and Real Salt Lake foundations have done, a lot of really, really good things in the community. Dude, but it's, it's frustrating to hear some of his comments today. Yeah, but look, you can do good things in the community, but you can definitely erase those good things by making stupid comments like you did today. Well, one of the comments that he made, it's taken a lot, a lot of wind out of my sails. What effort I want to put into recruiting players and building a great team, it just seems that it's not a very good path to take. Then sell the dang team. Like, if that's really where you stand in, 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 and you know what? If it's such a chore, and if these players are such a quote-unquote problem, sell it. Sell it and let somebody else be in charge who wants to be a part of this squad. In fact, Andy Williams, who is one of the players that uh, was, uh, was on KSL today, I believe, and he talked about, he said, Dolly Hansen, or excuse me, Andy Williams is the club's head scout. He was furloughed in April, and he called uh, Dolly Hansen a bleeping racist, to be honest. End quote. It's just incredible, like what he, the hole he has dug himself in the last twenty four hours. Uh, one of the other comments that that uh, Deloitte Hansen made earlier today says, "We will not be inviting fans back to the stadium in the future." So tomorrow, I start cutting forty to fifty jobs again. Okay, so he hopped on with Spence Checkers today and backpedaled majorly on that. Uh, he said, "You know what? Fans are a big part of what we do." Um, he talked about how he had, you know, he had made a decision based on emotion instead of waiting and the disappointment of the play, uh, disappointment in players that he had and said, you know what, if these guys don't want to play, then the fans shouldn't have to deal with this. And then he decided to backpedal majorly and say, you know what, no, our fans need to be there. We're going to create something. I can't remember how he phrased it, but create something to where they could have fans be a part of it. And yet. Um and see soccer because that's what they deserve to see. Dude, the guy just, it's too little too late. 
for me. Well, uh, in fact, Jake Simmons, who is pretty much all over the story uh, with everything that's gone on, um, said it was almost like it's a nail in the coffin from the people he had talked to that it's that it's a nail in the coffin. Uh, and then the team being barred from the facilities, uh, he said, he quote, I spoke with Zach, this is Hansen, I spoke with Zach McMath, and after speaking with him, it would be better not to train until after we know what's going to happen. He then called the coaches and told them to hold off on training until the team decided on the game for Saturday. Which is in crazy. Um, <laughs> and then he also said, uh, there's one more. Oh, yeah, here it is. Quote about the fans not attending games. Well, real simply, I love Utah. I love building a community-based organization that invites everyone. I guess my own thing was there was a part of the community that didn't get the disrespect they, that they deserved and that I felt that profoundly. End quote. It's just amazing. Well, one of the things he said this morning was that he felt like the the players were were uh, attaching to a national issue and were ignoring local issues. And then this afternoon, apparently, he backpedaled on that as well. Um, says yeah, that he, majorly. He wants to apologize for saying that. Um, he says, "I personally do not see the profound purpose of the Black Lives Matter movement. I do." If you, you know, if anyone who felt or heard or believed that I personally do not see the profound purpose of Black Lives Matter movement, I do. Is what he went on to say, uh, and then apparently listed a lot of other things that he's he's done personally and with his businesses to try to help people in uh, in bad situations. Uh, Major League Soccer uh, Commissioner Don Garber issued a statement this afternoon. I appreciate Deloy Hansen's efforts to build the sport of soccer in Utah, his commitment to MLS, the NWSL, and the USL, as well as the game at the youth level, has been significant. However, I strongly disagree with the comments he made today and the way they were expressed. They do not reflect the views of MLS. This is a time for all of us to work together in the purpose of racial equality and social justice. Major League Soccer and all of its clubs will continue to support and create initiatives that enact real change. Close quote. Uh, got a couple text messages in here. Uh, 4446 says, as a business owner, employees should not use company time to further their own political agenda. They are being paid by the owner. How much time and money was invested into this game? And then for this to occur, I'd be upset as well. Use your own time and not the company's to further your cause. And he, makes it, he makes a very solid absolutely. point. No, absolutely. And I think 5338 kind of echoes that even more. He says, kudos to Deloy Hansen for taking a stand. Sell the team comment is childish. If players want to protest, then they can quit their teams and protest full-time on their own dime. And, and they do. Like 5338 and 4446, I always have to slow down when I say that, uh, they do make legit points that, you know what, you're on the company's dime. And they're paying you to go out and play, so you should be going out and playing, and not just and and, and not making a stand as a political agenda. And you should do that on your own time. But if you're always and and I'm being like honestly sincere when I ask this question, when are you not on the company's time? If you're employed by the team, right? Like everywhere, like you're getting paid weekly or whatever it is. You're always on the company's time. So when are you allowed uh, to make that? Well, I don't know statement? if I agree with that. I wouldn't take it that far. I mean, taking a knee and then not playing a game—that's definitely on the company time. If you're, you don't have a practice, you don't have a game, and you're in your own neighborhood, and you want to organize a little get together and invite some cameras and, and media people to make a statement—that's on your own time. That is on your own time. People recognize you as, oh, yeah, you're that guy from that team. It's pretty recognizable. It's hard to get away from it. Um, but when you're there to play the game, I think you're expected to play the game. I, I understand that. I, I, I can understand Deloitte's frustrations and all the time and energy and, and money and investment that was put into being able to pull off this first home event with fans. And that would be really frustrating. But at the same time, it does sound a little tone deaf, if not 
recognizing and understanding what's going on in America right now. And I get it, you know, and I guess there is a good point to bring up, like uh, as you said, and as uh, four 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 six and five three three eight said that there's fans that want to go that attend this game to go watch soccer. And when they go to watch soccer, it's like going to a game and you got front row seats to watch LeBron James play in person. You're so excited. And then you see LeBron James take the night off. And yeah. it's like, what the crap? I hate that. Yeah. And, and so these, these fans, they go to watch a soccer game because they're trying to get out of the political agenda. They're trying to get away from the whole problems of life and just watch a game they love to see. They're watching athletes they love to watch play the game. We're so good at it. And then seeing them take a knee and not play. That that makes complete sense to me, and I actually understand that. So I appreciate both texts from uh, yeah. from both of you. Honestly, that's you bring up really good points, and I appreciate that. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to continue to weigh in, uh, if you want to talk about the Real Salt Lake situation, what's going on in in throughout professional sports, um, and even college, there were some. I think it was Boston College uh, who decided to not practice today. Uh, because of everything else that's going on. NFL teams, a lot of them did not practice. They halted their camps today so they could have discussions about what's going on. Uh, we'll continue to get into that, the reactions and the effectiveness of some of these these actions that are being taken place by these players and teams. How effective can it be, really? We'll discuss that coming up next in the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, uh, the story about Real Salt Lake is uh, being discussed and, and published uh, in national uh, circles on ESPN, now on The Athletic. Uh, apparently, if you wanted to go back to uh, hear the original audio of the interview from today, you can't. Uh, the radio station did not include it in their podcast. They pulled it from their YouTube channel. Um, so, but uh, he, he was on with um, Spence Checkets this afternoon on ESPN 700. From what I understand, that has not been pulled, <laughs> um, but certainly causing some waves. Uh, what he had to say, it, it's, it's really, it, it's, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. Um. Because that's a you know RSL, it's, it's grown. I mean, they've won a national championship. Uh, they've there's a training facility here in Cache Valley. There's been significant investments to try to improve the game of soccer throughout the state of Utah. And um, uh, I understand the frustration of the time and effort and investment to make it safe to host fans. For the first professional, you know, event game since uh, coronavirus started keeping people away, to not have it happen, it's just un- really it's just it's unfortunate the way it came out. And there's been a lot of pressure from current or uh, comments from current and former players voicing their disappointment uh, with with the owner of RSL. Yeah. Um. And there's some reports coming out that he made some racist comments towards opposing players as well on opposing soccer teams. And that's definitely not okay. I don't care who you are, how much money you have, or how high your status is in this country or in the sports world. Never okay to make a racist or racial comment of any sort towards another individual ever for any reason at all whatsoever. Um, And that is extremely unfortunate that the, that that happened, and I I hope the MLS will take a deep look into it and uh, make the proper decision that they need to. Because this, I mean, and and like our uh, like what our wonderful texters and listeners said, you know, maybe they should go protest on their own dime. But making a racial comment at somebody is definitely not part of the you know agreement or the contract that you have written out and signed. So, 
Yeah, it's bad. That's not good. I, I you know, it's gonna be interesting what's gonna happen in the next couple of days with Real Salt Lake. They have a game on Saturday, right? Or I, I guess it's a match on Saturday. Um, do they play? I mean, would you play? Uh, huh. it's a good question. I don't know. They got a lot of things they got to try to f- sort through right now. It's a mess. Uh, I'm trying to see what their schedule is. Did you have that? Uh, uh, yeah. So, and I gotta refine it. I just did what you would do. I didn't Eric right there. I left the page <laughs> without even finishing out what I was supposed to do. Um, yeah, they play Saturday night. Oh yeah, Portland Timbers. So, uh, with that, <laughs> hey, is today today's Thursday, right? Yes. Dude, we're supposed to have pick six today. Let's talk about next hour. We got time. Yeah, but we don't have games. <laughs> well, that's, that's the problem. We got man. high school games. Uh, that's true. We that's might true. have, we'll probably have NBA games this weekend. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about that. Hey, uh, Eric, so uh, with, with everything going on, and baseball is even postponing games, like it felt like it took forever to get back to normalcy after COVID-19. Well, excuse me, just to get through as we are trying to get through COVID-19. And then we're almost back at square one again now. How long do you think it will take back, or how long do you think it will take for the sports world Athletes, coaches, teams, maybe I guess even fans, to get back to normalcy after everything that's transpired in the last 24, 48 hours? Uh, I think it's going to take a couple of days. Um, I, I think that um, if the NBA does resume this weekend, assuming that it does, uh, I think that others, other leagues will resume as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're all taking a moment right now to – show solidarity that the to express the frustration that look everything that's gone on all the messaging all the things we've tried to bring up in our post-game press conferences or pre-game press conferences or messages on our shoes is apparently not getting through and you know, or you just don't care which is makes it even more frustrating and i think that's you you saw some people last night um just breaking down emotionally yeah that these are these are hardened athletes, <laughs> you know. These are these are people that get pulled through the ringer in a lot of different cases with the the demands of competition. And uh, this is a very emotional issue. That you know somebody gets shot in the back seven times. Okay, sure he he was walking away from police and he didn't heed their warnings and, and request to stop. Does that mean you get you have to get shot seven times in the back? And then a white kid with a machine gun walking around and shoots people is peacefully taken into custody? It's and just stark contrast in the I think of days. like and and the the reply or the the reply to, well, did you have to shoot him seven times or why did you tr- you know do that to him, to Jacob Blake? Is is always and for or most consistently been the reply of, well, he's a rapist and he had a warrant out and this and that and the other. Again, why did you have to blast him seven times? Why couldn't you just go and take him down, which you have the authority to wrestle him down and arrest him? Why can't you do that? There were multiple cops on the scene. Yeah, and and you're like two feet away. Why can't you just grab him, take him down, and arrest him? That's all you have to do. Why did you have to shoot him seven times? Why did you wait for him to get to his car and then shoot him seven times? I, that, that's what is the, the craziest thing to me. And then the comments made yesterday by them of, uh, of that, oh, yeah, well, they shouldn't have been out past curfew. If they were white, would you have said that? And if it was a black guy who would have shot them, would you have said it? I got. I, I want to know the reaction to that too. If if we won't get it, um, but yeah, dumbfounds me. It really does. But again, I'm trying to be better 
um, after talking to a friend this morning of, of, of trying to learn everybody's story um, and not just using the platform as a soapbox, but using the platform as a chance for everybody to voice their opinion too. Well, and, and how effective are these? I think that's the, the question. You know, what, what kind of impact can these events really have um, on, on making change? Uh, I think one of the things that it does is it transcends from sports. It's into the nightly news. It's in uh, your regular news cycle and other things. It spills out beyond those normal channels that are only dedicated to sporting events. And I think it uh, it causes some people to be uncomfortable. Hey, I wanted to watch my game. Why can't I watch my game? And uh, hopefully it gives more people a chance to pause and think about really where we're at and where we need to be. Yeah, I'm with you. Got a long ways to go, though, don't we, Eric? <sighs> Sadly, we do. Uh, let's reset. Coming up next hour. Uh, we'll see if there's any more news from the NBA about what might look like uh, this weekend. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The actions NBA, WNBA, and Major League Baseball players took last night didn't come out of nowhere. Their decision to walk out was part of a progression towards social activism we've seen from athletes in recent years. One of the turning points seemed to be the death of Muhammad Ali back in the summer of 2016. Because not long after, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony opened up the ESPYs by speaking about social justice. LeBron said that was the only true way to honor Ali. Now NBA players are potentially following in Ali's footsteps. He was stripped of his heavyweight title because of his decision to be a conscientious objector during the Vietnam War. The circumstances are different for today's athletes, but there are clear parallels. We'll see just how far the players are willing to go and how much they're willing to sacrifice. It's going to be a very eventful week. Just like Ali, what we're seeing this week has the chance to jump off the sports pages and into the history books.